We always have a blast chatting with our guests about all sorts of different topics, but sometimes we go off the rails and dig deeper into their automotive and motorsports pasts. As a bonus, let's go behind the scenes with this pit stop minisode for some extra content that didn't quite fit in the main episode. Sit back, enjoy, and remember to like, subscribe, and support BrakeFix on Patreon. Add a pregnant pause. How did I get pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) So what was your question, Izzy? What do you like to know? So I don't, I have no idea if you guys have any experience with this, but I need to sell a pre-World War II car Oh, and some extra parts that go with it, all of it and all its parts and some spare parts. And I want to try and not get ripped off. Daniel's interested. <laughs> oh, well, I have an answer. Dan is yeah. always interested in anything that's for sale. He'll start with 50 bucks. Uh, just letting you know. Yeah, I know it's not worth 50 bucks. <laughs> So as a matter of fact, it's worth more than 50 bucks. As a matter of fact, if you jump over to our server and you check out our podcast episodes, I just got together with Chris Bright from Collector Mm -hmm. Part Exchange. They specialize in collector vehicles. It's an online marketplace specifically for that kind of stuff. Obviously, we can help you out. You can set up your own store on there for free and then list the car, list the parts. I mean, all that pre-war stuff it will disappear. And that has a you know, super large, let's call it global presence. There's people from all over the world that are on there. We have a small store on there as well, because we're working with Chris on some other okay. projects and whatnot, but that's specifically designed for those older collector, especially pre-war cars. And that's a great place to go list it. Being pre-war, it'll definitely catch a lot of attention. Yeah. Especially yeah, on a place like that. And if I send a note to Chris and like, let me know that you're doing it, I'll say, Hey, Chris, yeah. and he can escalate it, put it in the newsletter. He can put it as a showcase. Oh vehicle, like all that kind of stuff. And again, it's a free service that he provides. And if you go and listen to the episode, he explains like how it works and all that kind of stuff. So what, what, which one's the name of the episode? Is it, the it was the, or- yeah, CPX. It was the January, yeah, Park Exchange. Okay. Yeah, the January okay. 4th episode. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. said vehicle out of curiosity? It's a 1936 Ford Cabriolet. You lost him at Ford. <laughs> well, no, because uh, the 30s model Fords, I didn't mind. They have beautiful bodies. Too, yeah, right? they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and it's got a 41 Mercury engine in it. Is it a Ford? Is it a Ford Ford or is it like a Zephyr Ford or is it like a rebodied, like, you know, made by? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. It's a stock original American Ford. Okay. Okay. Because sometimes back then they had like coach builders come in and do like special bodies. Yeah. Yeah, my no, this one. So my my great grandfather and my grandfather were Ford guys. Nice, diehard Ford guys. Had the Ranchero and everything until nice. they died. And this was my great grandfather's car, and then it was my grandfather's car, and then I, I mean, he died in two thousand three, so it's been sitting in a garage. But it's a convertible, and it's got the rumble seat. Nice, and it's completely like unmodified. He kept it stock. He got extra parts for it. There's a few extra fenders, some chrome bumpers. And other things. Yeah, I would list all that separately. The other thing I would tell you is if you don't have good luck on CPX, which I'm sure you will, because that audience is going to be different than the place I'm about to suggest. But I would say your other option is bring a trailer. So bring a trailer. You're going to pull that thing out. You got to wash it, get it all cleaned up. You're going to have to take a million pictures. But bring a trailer is like the hot place right now. The numbers are astronomical on a lot of cars. We, we just look at it as organized chaos. They're selling Geo Metros on there for like 10 grand. You're like, what? What is this? Awesome. <laughs> I've heard but, the car market's super hot right now. Like, it I don't is. Know, my it is. But for something worth like seven grand. But for something like this, I would tell you to start with Chris over at CPX 
And okay. if you don't sell it right away and don't get nibbles, then double list it over on like bring a trailer, but bring a trailer is going to be more complicated in terms okay. of like getting everything together. They have a lot of rules on what they want, what they expect, but I'd say that's a close second place in terms of where you want to put that car to list it. Don't worry about like cars.com and auto trip. You don't want to list yeah. it in those types of places. Those are commodity places. That's, I, I that's why I figured I, I could ask you guys, because like I looked it up, it's actually two states away right now. And mm-hmm. so I have to ask an elderly relative to take pictures, but it's still in my grandpa's garage. It hasn't been moved in 30 years, but they want to sell the house. So the yeah, cars... yeah. I would assume that it's probably still in fairly original condition. Yeah, it's in pretty much likely. totally original condition. And that being said, without even seeing pictures or knowing if it runs or anything, I would not be surprised if you could easily start on the low end, probably 20, 30,000 range. Yeah. for something especially right now in the market and you could probably possibly come close to doubling that depending on its condition and everything very easily i mean yeah. some of those fords afford you know they're higher volume but something like a packard these days from that era from the late 30s you're talking six digits without even batting an eye right so stuff like that uh, so I, it all depends like- those pre-war cars are popular right now so yeah, like I said, it's been parked for like 30 years. The interior was all original then, and it was a daily driver for a very, very long time. So like the Do interior you, is essentially shot. So I'm guessing it's like California, like kept yeah, out it's of the- in California Okay, right so that's good, but probably no yeah. rust or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Do you, oh, yeah, no being rust. a solid chassis, I, that's- that's going to be a mint right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anybody uh, that you trust out there that can look at it? Do you know that it can get it running or anything like that? Or do you need help with that as well? Yeah, I was going to just try and sell it as is. I know it started and I drove around the block in it when I was like 10. So it started in the 90s, but guarantee it's not going to start right now. But this is the problem is my aunt's in her 70s. She's not the most together. And yeah. a bunch of guys have been like, yeah, I'll buy it from you from, for like 500 bucks no. and just uh, yeah. fix it up and get it running for you. And yeah, I so they can make 50 grand that. on it. Yeah. 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 And, and keep so, telling her, no, don't do that. But so honestly, I'm like, stuff. I would be happy to sell it as a project car, not running. Yeah. But I know, like, I looked it up and it was like, oh man, just like this thing, like, sitting in somebody's backyard gathering rust or going for 15, 20,000. This has been in a garage its whole life knowing that generation of vehicles i would be willing to say that if you gave me a can of gas some wires and some sandpaper it probably wouldn't be hard to get it running within probably a half hour because you pour a little gas in the car pull the cap to check the points make sure your gap's good on your points and make sure any wires that mice or something have possibly chewed through are in decent shape and it would probably fire up and run. Now, look, that, if one of you guys wants to fly out to California with me, I'll give you 20%. I was just thinking, I was just thinking about it. I was like, Dan, you want to go on a road trip? <laughs> I'm I'm always up for road trips. But, but uh, yeah, and then yeah, like I said, like my grandpa, it was, you know, his dad's car. So he's take my fam- my mom and her sister and brother all for the family road trips and stuff in. And like we've got all the documentation. Like I think my great grandfather bought it from a guy, but it's like only had five owners its whole life. Like my grandpa kept such meticulous records. I can pull the book out and look at exactly how many miles it's ever had on it. Okay, and that's I'm actually saying, valuable information yes, too to go that, with the car. That increases the value of it. If you yeah, have keep record, that with the car yes okay i actually have that with me that was like given to me because it's like well, this is your problem now which is probably safer yeah <laughs> but i can get it to the car when it comes to transfer of ownership yeah yeah it being a, a southwest car that is a huge plus it's, for cars it's out there never don't lived rust. in snow yeah it's only I mean, ever been in essentially 40 to 60 degree weather in a garage yeah oh yeah it's that's definitely 
I meant fine for someone that's looking for something like that. that. That's your inheritance right there, AC. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, it, yeah. that's exactly it. That's, that's why it's like, okay, yeah, it's the best way to get all taken yeah, care of. Like, I would love to restore it. I'm not that person. Yeah, I hear And you. so I would, instead of it sitting for another 30 years in a garage rotting more, I want to get it in the hands of somebody who can do something yeah. with it. Well, being in San Francisco, that's actually not bad because Chris is in Portland. So maybe mm-hmm. we can all connect and work together and get something done. So like I said, let's let's exchange emails yeah. and get something going there. And I can send, okay. I can shoot something over the bow and say, hey, Chris, got these friends out West. This is what they're facing with. They want to list the car on CPX, you know, yada, yada, and then see what he thinks. And, you know, would you be willing to help? Because he's out there versus, you know, us all the way out yeah. here on the East Coast. So. And like, like if he knows somebody who he trusts, who could exactly like be a exactly. broker or something since i am here it's in san francisco like if they come highly recommended and he told he says on the episode i don't remember if it's in the patreon episode or in the full episode because he deals a lot with it- old italian cars and he's mm-hmm. like he, he mentioned a couple times you know i get i have guys down in the bay area right where he gets oh, stuff from so i'm yeah. sure he knows people again that's his world right is that collector car world so Nice. Because yeah, I, I won't lie. No, none of my family has any money. This car is kind of the only thing to anybody's name that in the yeah. house, and they're ready to like sell the house. The car's got to be moved. You know, it's one of those where it's like, oh yeah, no, I know a guy, and it's like, and yeah. it gives somebody like a percentage or something. If I had physically had money on me, I'd pay to like get it fixed yeah. up or whatever. But it's like right now, it's like I don't even know if I can afford to put this thing in a storage unit. Yeah, yeah. The worst, you. the worst thing about it, you said it has extra parts and everything. Yeah. It being there, if you don't have someone who knows what certain parts are, people look at them like, oh, that's just junk, throw it to the side and not realize that could be a, a key thing. Because my grandfather used to collect various random things. And one of the things, it's called a Ford wrench. Fords actually came with a wrench from the factory that was to be able to work on it. And I have a handful of them that my grandfather collected, old wooden handle ones and stuff like that that he collected over the years. And so I have those that my grandfather handed down to me. And it's even with the fact I'm into motorcycles and cars and stuff now, like I'll go to places and we'll go a buddy of mine. That's got a custom bike shop. We'll go to places to do like some picking for parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's times we'll spend a day, day and a half digging through boxes and we'll see little parts that other people would throw away that we realize, Oh, this is, you know, this part of the bike, you know? So we'll toss it to the yeah. side and then throw it in a lump. Like, okay, we're, this is what we're interested in. Sometimes something so benign is like what he's talking about. It's, oh, it's just a wrench. It's like a 10 millimeter, but it's from that era and it's probably worth hundreds of dollars or maybe more, especially if it's with the vehicle, you can, hey, it's complete. It's factory original or whatever. Or if there's multiples, you list it on a place like CPX and somebody goes, I want one of those for mine because I'm trying to complete the deal, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So it's worth something to somebody. And actually that's part of Chris's philosophy is it, to Dan's point is to stop throwing boxes of parts just away and, you know, kind of wholesale, you know, doing these clearinghouse things is people list them up. Somebody else is trying to do something. They need something. Just do the exchange. We want to facilitate the ability to do that, right, for that older stuff. So the other thing they do, which is actually really cool, and he mentions on the episode is because he's from the tech world. He did a lot of startups and stuff. They've designed their site in such a way that when you list it, it does something with the SEO and the, the, the search engine stuff where they're like, they're in tune with Google and all this stuff, like more than what we can do with even our websites. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, our parts come up before other people do even on their own personal sites mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that moves you up the stack. If somebody's you know at home going, I want to buy a thirties, you know, Ford or whatever. So yeah. I'll say, so. uh, I say, I know all the tools went to, there was an elderly neighbor that knew my aunt and my, you know, the old, na- old neighbor. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, they all grew up together. Uh, they essentially 
paid him he could take any parts he wanted if he got all the parts of the car together with the car and basically cleaned out 70 years of garbage out of the not just garbage but like old tools because my grandpa was also like an iron worker and then he also but he had dementia at the end so there's a lot of very random things yeah yeah so if there were like ford wrenches and all of that i know the neighbor got them but i also know that he's clever and they're gonna be going to good homes <laughs> nice nice because like there was like some like genuinely like a hundred year old like iron working stuff because the whole family was like iron workers and blacksmiths and that and he nice. like when we went to go visit i was like checking in he was like oh don't worry baby girl i got a guy who's buying all of this <laughs> like i'm getting paid and i'm like all right because you're in your 70s cleaning out a garage <laughs> that's I, especially i'm sure you said he was there i'm sure he knew what things went with the car yeah yeah family friend i'm confident he wouldn't have done you wrong most likely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely well he knows the whole family knows where he lives too so <laughs> <laughs> it's not a particularly great neighborhood so <laughs> But um, yeah, there was a 65 Ranchero. I think it was a 65 Ranchero that went to my cousin. My sister got the 33 Ford pickup. That was an old Carnation delivery truck. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so it had like a bunch of like Carnation paperwork that was with it and logoing stuff and that. And then, yeah, the the 36 is my prize and headache. (laughs) A lot of people are interested in it, but also like they're not interested enough to not rip me off. So that's why I wanted to. Yeah. No, we'll find, we'll find a good home for you. And like I said, we're we're connected and you're coming into our realm, right? So we we're well connected and we got people we can help you out. So, and, and anytime you have a question, even it's like, you know, how, you know, whatever Dan was talking about before, you know, the points and all that, you know, feel free to ask. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just to throw this out there, I looked it up right now. There's a 1936 Ford Cabriolet that's all steel titled, but it looks like it's just like a rolling chassis mm-hmm. that is going for 15 grand right now. Yeah, I saw that when I was yeah. Googling it the other day. And, and like the restored ones are like 45 oh. or something. Like oh, there's one on here that's 92. Yeah, yeah, it goes uh, up. Yeah. But sometimes all original garage kept is actually worth more than a fully restored oh, yeah. because it's yeah. a numbers matching yeah. all original car. And yeah. more importantly, if it fires up and runs and moves, you're gold at that point. Oh. I'll tell you right now, the biggest issue with getting that running is going to be the points adjustment and clean fuel. Those are going yeah. to be your two biggest issues getting it to run because yeah, sure. those cars can sit for a hundred years and still fire up. Yeah. And like, like I said, I know it's got the mercury engine in it. And my grandfather like told us all many, many times he did that because it was a better engine than Ford made at the time. Makes sense. I, I believe yeah. it. It's a 41 mercury flathead. Oh, interesting. So it's a little hot rod. It's got an updated motor in it. That's good. <laughs> but he didn't <laughs> chop it. Like that was his whole thing is he, he kept it like run. looking stock. And I know a lot of those got like fully hot rodded. So. Yeah. 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 Especially like Southern California was big for that back in like the seventies and the sixties mm-hmm. where everything got the, the tops chopped on them. And well, well they all ended up on Greece, yeah. right? With the Olivia oh. Newton-John and John Travolta. So. <laughs> If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202-630-1770 or send us an email at crewchief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, everybody. Crew Chief Eric here. 
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Break Fix, and we wanted to remind you that GTM remains a no annual fees organization, and our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge. As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag. For as little as $2.50 a month, you can keep our developers, writers, editors, casters, and other volunteers fed on their strict diet of Fig Newtons, gummy bears, and Monster. Consider signing up for Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports. And remember, without fans, supporters, and members like you, none of this would be possible. Thank <laughs> you.